exactly. I don't think I don't see the point. Unless he's gone, I don't want to talk about him. There's no point in talking about anything, really. I mean, well, whatever. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United <laughs> podcast. My name's TJ, and joining me are Dan and Colin. Hello, friends. How's it going? How's it going? I, I like that we uh, we we do this every week just to uh, you know we don't we don't see each other as often as we'd like. So it's good to just get together and just see how each other are doing, or how our families are doing, and talk about nothing else but that. Really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan, do you have any parenting tips to share today? Or uh, I, I'm finding that like a smart move is to if you have something like cool planned for your child and they're like two and a half, like don't tell them about it like a lot. You sort of you like put it in their brain and then don't like build up to because then they're never going to take a nap and like the whole day is going to get out of whack. You sort of got to like let them know what's going to happen, but then like don't perseverate on it and like don't use it to get out of problems. Just like. Bring the good thing because it's basically anytime we have a party at our house or have people come over, you know, we, we tell Max and uh, then that's all he talks about. And he doesn't nap and his whole day gets screwed up. And then when the people show up, he's a mess and, and it's it just it's just rolls downhill like that. So, uh, you know, be uh, what's the word prudent with how you uh, share exciting news to your young child. Well, it, that sounds like our friendship. You've you've been basically talking to me like that our entire life, uh, hanging out together. So that, that's how you've been kept keeping me in check and, and not Colin, getting I mean, me too like, overexcited. I can't screw up my nap time; otherwise, it's all as as a child of divorce. You you learn at a young age how to how to manage expectations. Um, so you should know that. Yeah, uh, and, and I do that with you. You know, what, what's your hate nap time like now, Colin? Is that a daily? Oh, see, okay, that's actually a great point that you're bringing up. I don't hate nap anymore. That's when you know things are bad. Well, that's funny because I actually did a hate nap watching the game. Did you? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You intentionally were just like, "All right, this is the time." Yeah, it was like uh, the middle of the second quarter, and I don't know. The score was like three to whatever fourteen, mm-hmm. and I woke up <laughs> like literally twenty minutes later, and the score was twenty-eight to three. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> I, I, was, I had no idea where I was, what time it was. Like, my wife and kids were in the other room. Like, it turns out it was, like, 15 minutes later. So there, there was a guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I went to the game, as you guys know. And there was it just, just reminded well, we me. Well, we know, but they don't know. Yeah, well, you know, you know, whatever. So there was a guy <laughs> sitting behind me. And um, I, I, actually, this was something I, I brought my mom. And, and she asked at, at one point, like, oh, do you recognize anybody around here? Is, like, some of the old guard just – you know, always here every season. And there's a couple of people, but I think a lot of the older uh, folks have either have expired in life or just stopped coming, uh, or, they <laughs> or they didn't buy the, the PSLs in, in the new stadium and all that. But there was this guy behind me. There's always someone different behind us almost every single game. And he was real excited to start. Like, he was, he's one of those let's go guys. He ended every sentence with Ugh. let's go, and he was screaming Ugh. in my ear. He was, like, right here. And... After probably just about the time you had your hate nap, um, it got really quiet. And I, I was just, I was curious. I just, like, took a peek behind me, and he was asleep. He was just out. He was, <laughs> he was completely out. So I, I, I was actually proud. I was like, ah, oh, I get it. Either he was too drunk or he was like one of us. I slept, yeah. I slept at a game, and I think the Giants were winning. I think we, it was just a one o'clock game, and I had work till like four a.m. the night before. Different times. It was a Jaguars yeah. game, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
I find I find that uh, your pose for your hate nap is important. You sort of need to keep everything confined. So I was watching. I just crossed my arms, my uh-huh. hands, and my armpits like that, and sort of just like chin on my chest. Uh-huh. And that I think I think looking angry while you hate nap is, is crucial. Super crucial. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, you know, so the Giants lost, as as we know, thirty eight eleven leaves the Giants outscored eighty two to thirty one the last two games. One in five in the last three out of four seasons. My favorite thing that happened this game was after the game. Judge said in the presser, it obviously wasn't good enough. It's like, <laughs> understatement of the year, dude. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, we're still going to play football and try hard. And I'm just like, uh, I mean, uh so, someone what, on what, what, what is there to say? It, it was on Twitter or it was on, uh, I don't know. If, yeah, I think it was on Twitter. Someone was just like, is this guy a football coach, or is he just a mediocre phys ed teacher? Dude, I feel like... That's a good one. It's just the hubris, and, like, the... Like, you, you can try and be one of these motivators and one of these, like, guys who, like, maybe isn't, like, an X's and O superstar or anything like that, but they can't do anything. They can't do anything. and Like, there's literally nothing they're good at, and I get there's so many injuries and everything. Um, well, they were good like, at throwing the ball to, to Tony. Yeah. That well, was they're yeah. good at that. As, as for as Tony for was, thirty seconds. As soon as Tony was out, I was like, "This game is done," and the offense is done. No. And Jones yeah. just regressed, and he just showed exactly like, you know, I think it went back in my mind to, to last year when Danny kept being like, "It's so hard to evaluate Jones because of the talent around him." And now with the injuries, we're sort of back to that situation. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, you know, no one forced him to throw three interceptions. I get Shepard slipped on that one. And, you know, the two strip sacks are what they are because there's no help on the line when after Thomas goes out. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even know why I'm saying any of these things because who cares? It's just like team is a dumpster fire. Just fire everybody and trade everyone. And move um, on. I, I saw – I don't know who it was. It was – it was – I forget. It's one of those beat writers that is uh, that has his ear. Actually, I think it was Dan, Dan Dugan who we've brought up already. I, I think last week Ian brought him up. Um, of The Athletic. Yeah, he said something about how it's well known, and this shouldn't be a surprise, but when it's actually said by somebody who has their ear to it really close, it just hurts even more to hear it about how it's very clear that John Mara has zero intention in if he goes away from Dave Gettleman hiring anybody from outside the organization, which is just like, okay, well then why don't you just blow up the stadium on the way out? Of, of kicking the garbage cans down. Like, just blow it up and, and just say, I burned my money. I don't care anymore. I'm at James Dolan level with this guy right now. And I was like, the Knicks will never be good if Dolan is the president. And then, of course, you know, owns the team, rather. And then, you know, they, they made the playoffs. But yeah. regardless, I mean, what what is left this season? I would just say anyone with any value, ship them out. Get rid of You have to just move on from everyone and just right. start over. There's well, that's the common talking game. point this week, right? It's a... Uh... It's obviously Gettleman is gone, right? Like, I don't think people's brains could even handle like, the concept of him coming back. So we're all assuming he's gone, but it's imperative now that he leaves before the end of the trade deadline so we can get some value for any players that we have that might be worth something and that aren't, like, young talent on a favorable contract. Um, and you know that's not going to happen if Dave Gettleman's there, or even if he is, like, how is Dave Gettleman going to tell John Mara that we need to trade all the free agents I just acquired the past like two years. Um, the likelihood of that happening, 
I have no faith in. Um, but people are pointing to, to precedent set when they fire Jerry Reese um, and, and McAdoo, right? In um, December. In December. Ian, Ian brought up a good point last week where he was like, they fired Reese, I think he said, in the 13th week. And that if they brought somebody new in, and they did that to Gettleman sooner, and they brought somebody new in, at least they would have some time to sit there and see what see what was on the roster. Yeah. Ship out the guys they wanted to ship out. See if Judge is the guy that he wants to stick with. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could talk about Judge. You know, there, there's not much we can say that we haven't already said before, but is he adding anything? Is he taking anything away? Is he just a wet blanket? Is he a, a crappy gym teacher, like Colin said? Um, I mean, like, he, here, here's a great moment in this game where I think the Rams are punting, and they, they flash a judge on TV, and judge is going, it's going to be a fake, it's going to be a fake, it's going to be a fake. They line up. The wide receiver on the outside literally raises his hand up, pre-snap. Yeah. Not one Giants player sees it or goes over there to cover them. So they knew the play was happening. They didn't put their players in any position. None of the players identified what was going on. I re- you know, if I realized that that play was brought back because of the offsetting uh, penalties, yeah. whatever they were. But still, it's like, what is going on? Like, where's the communication? Yeah. Where's the coaching? The players aren't clearly doing their job either. There's just right. really nothing going on here that's positive. Essentially, when you have a coach that's like, yeah, I'm not good at defense or offense or anything really, but I'll make sure that this team is disciplined and prepared. You know, that's like the whole thing, his whole shtick, right? And then, yeah. you know, that's just there's a perfect example this is just throwaway thought but like i i don't know it just jumped in my head on special teams is there anybody with the with the green sticker on their helmet is there anybody listening to a a coach in their ear at that point i don't even know not that i'm aware of he's still looking for his matthew slater man you can't force that (laughs) oh yeah well it's nate edner that's who it is yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i mean special teams is important also like so offense and defense are also a little bit more important, one might think. I It seemed yeah. like, it, I mean, it's very possible that, that Jones was just really not ready to come back, too. I mean, he did so well with the turnovers the last couple of weeks, and, yeah, the talent wasn't around him, but it almost like his decision-making wasn't the same as it was prior to, to getting knocked out. So who yeah. knows? Maybe he's just still a little foggy. It's possible. I think just once, once if Andrew Thomas isn't playing, then – Jones has a really a lot more difficult time, and then you know you take away every single weapon he has. I mean, even CJ Board is out for the season now. I, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say that I think Daniel Jones is is going to be the future for the Giants. I also don't want to sit here and say he isn't because I think I, he deserves more time and deserves a fair shot and deserves an offensive system that might cater to his abilities um, and maybe deserves you know a training staff that can keep their team healthy before we decide that, you know, it's time to move on from him. And I, yeah. I know this is like a, like a typical uh, trope that people uh, lean into, but I think it's something that the Giants never do. I think it would be incredible to bring in an actual talent to compete with him in the offseason, looking ahead. Uh, or whether... not be afraid to draft, you know, talented players in the draft. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We could have drafted Jalen Hurts, no problem. Yep. That would have been cool. How about not be scared to use your draft capital and not waste your second second overall pick on you know a running back? All right, great. I said it again. Who cares? It's just I like mean, I was looking at that draft the other day, and I'm like, man, there were a lot of players in that draft who could, really could have helped this team. And then there were guys who were undrafted, like Philip Lindsay and Gus Edwards, who I realized you know yeah. maybe lower tier guys. Philip Lindsay had a couple good years. 
I'm just saying, like, those two guys could have came in as your running backs, and you could have had, you know, any number of dudes. I mean, Lamar Jackson was the 32nd pick in that draft. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even mind, ha- like, if Saquon was away and we just kept Booker, on, even on the count- contract he's on, and not spending any more money on a running back than that. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the, the thing. Like, the whole philosophy from day one with Gettleman was we're only a couple pieces away from being in Super Bowl contention, which was, like, the worst evaluation uh, approach to handling that team that had so many missing pieces and so many things that were broken, you know— no, no one, no matter how good you are, should be spending second pick on a running back. But of course, we went ahead and did that. And to me, that like that might point to why he got the job. Aside from being in the giant family, like he told Mara what they wanted to hear. He Mara wanted to hear that you know he's doing a good job owning this team, and they only need a couple more pieces. And I'll be the guy to find those one or two pieces to get us over the hump, rather than a guy that's like this thing is broken. We we gotta like start over again. Um, it's just they're trying to patch up holes that that were way bigger than just small holes. But what were the three things, drafts. What were the three things Gettleman said? You have to rush the passer, run the ball, and something else, right? You have to stow away $20 million a yeah. year in case uh, like, well, what, you need to pick up free agents, they've done which they didn't They've do. literally done nothing that he has said that he wanted to do. He's accomplished zero of the things he set out to do. Uh, what, what are we doing here? Like, what, what is, is, there, is there a future? I think maybe just burn, burn the stadium down and trade everybody on the team. <laughs> I don't have any, there's nothing else to do. I, I, you know what I wonder? I wonder what it really is about John Mara and the idea at this point, especially, of holding out a little bit longer. Is he so into the well? I, you know, I have to be, I have to be stoic about this and really reflect, and I can't do knee jerk reactions. Well, I think we've seen enough. You can do it now. You can do it, and nobody in the entire league or in the entire world who pays attention to the NFL is going to think he did the wrong thing. 100%. Yeah. But he doesn't, he doesn't know. He lives in that bubble, man. He's just looking for a way to get to, to promote Chris Mara to uh, the GM position and not get anyone to raise an eyebrow. Yeah. Let's just, just keep it rolling. Or Kevin Abrams or whatever. No, he's going to overlook Kevin Abrams. What was, what was the tweet? If, he, if they hire Kevin Abrams, that's going to be a problem too. Oh, yeah. What were you going to say there, TJ? There, there was a tweet you guys sent about about Mara today, and I, I don't know if I can find oh, it. Or not, oh, yeah, just be, yeah, being you know he's he's wasn't he's not his dad, and he's just a rich kid who inherited a football team. It was the best thing I ever. Well, exactly. What, what, what is it? Um, so I mean, you know, that's, I got it. That's I got it here. Uh, Colin, Colin shared this. This is a, a Kevin Kiernan tweet. He goes, uh, "I cover the Giants while George Young took over. Leadership matters. Wellington Mara knew he needed help." John Mara needs to understand he is not a football man. He is a kid who inherited a football team. Oh, no one – I don't think there's been a better tweet about this team than that this entire year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here, here's something else I think is worth reminding ourselves. Uh, it's like – although, like, I don't think we're outraged. I think we're just upset that we were right. Like <laughs> – we didn't want to deal with having a team like this and having to think about and care about a team like this all year. But, I mean, I bet if you play us back at the beginning of the year, like, the writing was on the wall. At least that's how I think I felt. You know, I was not expecting much more than this. I was I was trying to do the thing where I, I downplay it and expect it to be like it is now with, like, sort of the expectation will be slightly better. Um, but this is pretty much what I figured, you know, especially with the state of the offensive line and not changing Jason Garrett 
and, and you know, signing Leonard Williams to uh, that huge contract and letting uh, important players go like Delvin Tomlinson. Oh, um, Leonard Williams. Should we talk about Leonard Williams? Yes, I was just about Can to say. Do, he, he, he was do you want me to? I have the, I have the, the quote Please. If, if you want it. Yeah. Um, it just, talk about tone deaf. It's, uh, it's really incredible. All right, so uh, for those that don't know, uh, Leonard Williams had comments after the game about the booze that rained down upon them as the stadium was like an eighth full and the people out there just stayed to boo. So he goes, obviously we're in our own home stadium. I don't want to be hearing booze from our own fans. I understand they have a right to be upset because they're coming to see us put good football on the field. We haven't been winning up to date, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't like that. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 don't I don't like the anyone... way you're playing football, dude, either. <laughs> well, so I guess he had one of better games. But, uh, I don't like being booed. Um, I don't think anyone deserves to be put down, no matter who you are. I'm not going to go to a salesman and tell them he's not a good person or boo this person because he's not doing his job or something like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, insightful. And, and, uh, and you know, that, that's how you really connect how, the fans. What like, is, is, does he know what a false equivalency is? Because he should probably look that up in the dictionary. So, oh, my God. They, I didn't hear that second part of, of that quote. Yeah. That's, there that's was a, I don't go to your job until you had to do your job. There was a, a point in the game where uh, he was walking towards the sideline, and uh, for those that don't know out there, uh, my seats are, are uh, behind and right of the Giants bench. So as he's coming back to the bench and the boos are happening, he, he starts going like this with his hands. But it was, like, really sarcastically done. I, I'm not doing it right, but, like, it was in well, a way where— Can you explain where, what motion you're making? It was, like, it, like his— he was putting his hands down, like not not be quiet, but like, like relax, like we got this. Yeah, no, no, like really sarcastic, putting the crowd down. Like it oh, was cool. done in a way that I was just like, yeah, guy, you're you're gonna try to to suppress the booze because we're not deserving of doing this. Like this is the wrong thing to do. Well, why don't you change what's going on out there? The the, the most damning part about it, and this is in the juxtaposition of the, of the halftime celebration for the 2011. Super Bowl season, which was incredible. Tom Coughlin, the whole thing, it was great. I mean, I mean there was a bunch. It wasn't the whole team, but it was like all, all the people you, you more or less wanted to see. And the mo- I, I realized in the beginning of the third quarter, although it probably started in the second quarter too, and I've not seen this or remember seeing this at games I've been to my entire life, things were happening negative on the field where usually there would be a very loud groan uh, booze, uh, any sort of expletives being spouted about whatever. And it might have been the second or third interception that, that Jones threw, and the place was a morgue. Not, not a change in the temperament of the crowd happened when one of those plays happened. And, it, and I looked around, and people were just having conversations. They weren't even paying attention. It's like a surreal experience. I remember going to a Knicks game with my brother when they and they played the Pelicans, and that was when Anthony Davis was still on the Pelicans, and like the Knicks were really bad at this time. And the Garden, it was like a library, man. It was so weird. And and thinking about like MetLife being like that is really odd. You know, it, it was bizarre, man. Because I mean, I mean, it was not fully packed, but. Uh, there was at least a quarter of the stadium were Rams fans, for sure, because they, they were part, times where I thought it was booze. No, it was whenever Cooper Cup was catching the ball, and they were going, uh, ooh. Yeah. yeah, it was awful. I couldn't. Cool. I, hey, at least Deshaun Jackson didn't do anything. That, I guess that's the saving grace. Yeah. yeah. 
I was walking through the park after the game, and I saw like a, I don't know, maybe a five-year-old on a scooter. He had a Daniel Jones jersey on, and I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, wow, look at this loser. And then he turned around, <laughs> and he turned around, and he had a Rams hat on. And I was like, oh. well, you're just oh, doing your own thing, dude. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> Jeez. He's hedging. He's emotionally hedging. Yeah. That's smart. He's got, his parents are smart, you know. Always make your kid a winner, regardless. Yeah, yeah. participation <laughs> trophy and all. NFL fans, ready for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if you do, you win $200 in free bets. $200, guys, it's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings are giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. Get promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. Yeah. Um, Colin, do you want to tell us a little more about that halftime ceremony? Because it sounds really cool. Like, who, who, with the players that were there, can you, can you, like, remind us of a few, if you remember? Well, I mean, the way they set it up was cool. I mean, you know how they come out the, the one corner of the stadium, the, the, the regular team, the, the current team. They come out of the corner with the whole, like, um, the smoke and everything. They set it up on the other corner. So on the other side of the, uh, the end zone to the right of the Giants bench. And it was like their own version of, uh, being, uh, called out. So... It was first uh, special teams, or no, it was the coaching staff. Uh, Mike Pope was there. Uh, Kevin Gilbride got a cheer, and I, was, I, I felt sick to my stomach. Um, <laughs> uh, you probably prefer him over Garrett at this point. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and that's insane. But, uh, yeah, who else? There was um, uh, whoever the, the O-line coach was at the time. Flaherty or I, – I forget his name. Um, Tom Flaherty? Yeah, something like that. Uh and then they did special teams, and Steve Weatherford was there. He had, like, this mullet mohawk thing. He was out of his mind. He had a goatee looking like uh, Tiger, Tiger King or whatever, whatever that guy's name was. Whatever. <laughs> um, uh, Larry Tynes, of course. Uh, and then they did the defense. Um, and who was there? I mean, it, was, it was Tuck, it was, uh, Kiwanuka. Yeah, Mikey. Uh, who? Mikey was there or no? He wasn't on that. Team. Oh no! Oh, this is 2011. My yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. Second week in a row, I've screwed this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and I do have to say, you were at that Super Bowl that you that you uh, forgot yeah, about last year. Yeah, I was literally at that Super Bowl <laughs> that I forgot existed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna just gonna you know remind you two guys who I was dating at the time, and maybe you could remember why I was trying to forget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, and that's fine. But um, it was a hell of a time. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Webster, of course. Webster. Uh, you got Dion Grant. Um, All right. Anyway, I mean, you know, it, yeah. it was cool, though, right? You know. Well, and then the offense and like the, the usual cast of characters: Manningham. Uh, you know, uh, uh, both um, Jacobs and Bradshaw walked out at the same time, and they did this like handshake thing, and it was it just like it really filled me with joy to see these guys. David Deal came sprinting out like a psychopath, and nobody else, everyone else, like sauntered out. He sprinted. 
Like it, it was it was funny. And then the last two people were it was Coughlin and Eli, and Eli was holding the trophy, and it was like uh, Coughlin mm. did a speech, and it was a very interesting speech because I was trying to figure out if he wrote it just from his own heart or if he was kind of pushed by ownership. Oh, which by the way, no ownership. Yeah, wait, was I was gonna say was was Mara there? No, Mara or or Tish. Nobody was on the stage and they did that because they knew they'd get booed, which is pathetic yep. in itself. So it was just them and Coughlin, it was a good speech. It was tinged with the old um you know, during that season, uh, we went, had had our ups and downs, that sort of thing. But we, you know, kept persevering, and and it was like hinting into like what's happening now, and keep your head up, kind of thing. And it wasn't phony, but it like I knew what he was trying to do, but he, I think he also knew too that like I mean, you can't say some, anything bad. You can't have the organization being mad at you for saying something. I don't know. A speech like he's that. He's not. He's not too friendly with John Mayer anymore. No, no. And I don't care what anyone says. That that. That scene of him having his last press conference and not shaking his hand, I think that was legit. I don't think Yo, he Yeah, for sure, no. dude. Yeah. I think if you look back, that's sort of a really defining moment for the future of what that <laughs> franchise was. Yeah. I mean, you fired a guy who won you two Super Bowls, and then what happened after that? Downhill. Yep. But, um, I mean, what, do you guys want to talk about next week? Well, let me just let me do things to say oh. here. Well, let, let me just end end the experience. Oh yeah, go uh, ahead, man. Uh, my mom and I were just like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna stay for the halftime show. We'll see what the first couple of minutes of, of the third quarter are. We already knew we were leaving early, regardless of what was happening. And uh, we stayed until about halfway through the third quarter, and uh, we probably should have left earlier because everybody else had the same idea, and we still sat in traffic on the GWB. So that was a <laughs> good way to end it. Nice. Yeah, I saw I saw like uh, a video from inside the stadium around that time where just mass exodus. Oh, and yeah. I don't blame I don't blame anybody. Yeah. I wonder if that guy that yelled at you the last time you were at the game was there. Just he wasn't screaming. <laughs> he wasn't screaming actually... every single person there. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, there was actually a guy, and I don't know if he was being sarcastic. He stood. Uh, he was in the uh, the row right behind us, and he was on the edge, and he was shaking everyone's hands on the way out, like trying to lift everybody up, like. Thanks for coming. That we, I, I appreciate it. And I think it was like kind of sarcastic. It was funny as hell, but I, you know. Was that the same guy that, that tells you how many shakes you get in the bathroom? No, no, no. <laughs> it was John Mara wearing a disguise. Oh, yeah. But. All right. Let me do um, a, a quick, is this good? And before I do it, it, it sounds like, it, before I even do it, it feels like it's not as like fun as it was. It's just like brutal, but I, I think I owe it to, to us and, and to everyone else there for everyone's favorite segment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here goes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Giants start uh, to the season uh, for the past five years. Um, 2017, one and five. 2018, one and five. 2019, two and four. But they ended up going four and 12 that year. Uh, 2020, one and five. 2021, 1-5. One I like how you had to, like, put an asterisk on the four, <laughs> the, 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 the two the, and four. Like, getting out to gangbuster like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like, you know what, it, it isn't fun anymore because you could just play this game by going, hey, guys, the New York Giants, is this good? Yeah. Yeah, essentially. That's, that's it. That's the problem. Here you go. I'll, I'll make them quick then. Uh, <laughs> Giants guard Wes Martin had a pass. Yeah. Giants guard, this is Big Blue View, uh, uh, Wes Martin had a passing – blocking grade of 0.0 per pff he gave up a sack and two pressures and 22 pass blocking snaps Oof. nice <laughs> is that good um 
And I guess I guess there's only one other one, and this really isn't a, a stat, but um, I, I'm sure you guys have seen it. Uh, this guy, Big Blue VCR, he just like runs back old film and like talks about Giants plays, like some recent, some old. Cool. Like someone that does that, like really loves the Giants. Um, and his his sentiment uh, after this game was: at this point, I'm not so much a Giants fan, but rather a Giants hostage. This isn't enjoyable anymore, but I'm watching because it feels like I have to. Yeah. That's basically, I think, what we've tried to articulate for a while now. Too. So <laughs> I have to say this. Well. It, it, it just reminded me of it. I, I got a text walking to the car from my dad. Uh, all it said, you'll, you guys will really appreciate this, mostly because of your father, TJ. He, he just wrote, filth, exclamation point, exclamation point, <laughs> exclamation point. And then you should uh, – oh, no, why don't I just read it because it's, it's worth it. Um, Filth, tell your mother you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Say hello to your mother Dri- for me. Drives yeah. all the way down from Rhode Island for this. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, she knew. We, we were well aware of what we were getting into. We had a great day. You know, we went there early. We had some sandwiches and, you know. Did your mom rip some beers or what? Uh, she had a Rhoda on the way home. Nice. nice. Do they, they sell bottles with Chardonnay in the stadium? No, she, she had <laughs> beer with me. Oh, right on. Kathy is a, is a new woman in retirement. Oh, like, right on. I haven't seen Kathy in ages, I feel like. Well, uh, she, she will be moving back to New York uh, sooner than later, probably sometime next year. So oh, cool. You'll be able to see her more, which will be good. Well, hopefully you'll have, like, a party at your house and we can all hang out sometime. Uh, that's got to happen. It has to happen. We're, once we're settled in, we'll figure something out. Right on, guys. So, uh, Panthers, eh? Yeah. You know, I really like those cool, uh, you know, augmented reality panther thing they do in their stadium oh yeah kind of cool you see that yeah I, I like can you see that in the stadium i don't think so but i don't know anything anymore yeah because things are all confusing i'm 35 years old i i don't know where i am or what's happening <laughs> around me <laughs> i forgot about the super bowl i went to when i, I see, asked the giants i see teenagers doing th- filming things in their cell phone and i don't know what's happening and then my wife's like oh it's tiktok videos i'm like what does that mean exactly like i know what tiktok is but like what it what does a tiktok video mean like it's, it's like a like a thing that everybody yeah. does the same thing yeah everyone you know there's like a new song every week and everyone does the same dance to it um the new it's it's creatively corrupt and and <laughs> people can't watch videos that last longer than 15 seconds anymore uh, yeah that's true that's true that's yeah true. Well, do you think the Giants could just change their games to TikTok videos and then we can shorten the season? Or You could probably watch all the highlights on uh, – if, if it's a short video, you could watch all the highlights on there pretty 15 fast, seconds. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to see the interceptions. I don't know. Yeah. Here are the first three passes to Kadarius Tony. End of highlights. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, get serious for two seconds. Panthers are not good. They lost three straight. Chris McCaffrey's not playing. Their offense is bad. They turned the ball over eight times in the last three games. Darnold's thrown the ball six – excuse me, Darnold's thrown six picks in the last three games. Hmm. So I'm not going to sit here and by any means say that the Giants could win this game or will win this game. But if you look forward to this schedule, especially when you have the Chiefs, Raiders, and Bucks coming up, I'd say this is the best chance, chance they have. And if they don't win this game, then it's a – this is really over. This season is really over, and we'll start our off-season preview next week. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I mean, it's already over, but this might be the last chance they get to win a game. 
before the end of the season. Before, they're definitely going to – I can't see them, you know, beating any of those three teams I described before. Then, yeah, you have the Eagles who – I mean, Jalen Hurts looks good. They look fine. Then you have the well Dolphins who look like trash. That's your next next opportunity to win a game is against the Dolphins in, yeah. fi- in five or six weeks, whatever it is. I have no hope. I have nothing to. I, I have nothing yeah. to look forward to. I I am gonna watch this game, begrudgingly. But yeah, you know what? Ever since you said that thing about being held hostage, it just makes so much sense. It's like there's so many times when I should have just left my house earlier to go to the playground with my daughter, but instead I'm like, oh, I'll wait till the end of the second half at least, you know, yeah. and then I'll watch it on watch it on my phone. While I'm there, yeah. and, and you know what, it's not—is it even worth it anymore? I don't know. Well, Especially now when the weather is like fall weather in New York, and it's beautiful outside, and yeah. you're sitting on the couch watching this filth. Filth. Uh, well, uh, I, I'm, yeah. Go, go on, Dan. My, my my thing is the the only way to really say what the out, outlook on this game is going to be is to know the injury situation at this point in the week. We don't really know. The team is so thin, and there's no depth that if Andrew Thomas isn't playing. Like, we're probably going to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we're probably going to lose anyway, but we're definitely going to lose if, you know, Nate Solder and, 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 and Pert are, are playing tackle. Um, and we have, you know, the likes of, you know, whoever is filling out the middle of our offensive line where Will Hernandez is the best interior offensive lineman we have. Um, so, like, if, you know, down the line, you know, Andrew Thomas comes back and Tony comes back and Kenny Galladay comes back, um, then we might win a game or two here and there. But if, if we have this the roster that finished this game this week, we're not winning any games. It's really tough to talk about. I don't know. I mean, we were just saying it before how the how the other podcasts are, are are going through this. I mean, it's all that we're all in the same boat. I mean, it's very hard to be excited and, and entertaining at the same time. I mean, you, you said before, Dan, we, we might end up having to start talking about another team that we may adopt for part of this season if we need to i mean <laughs> i'm not opposed to just transitioning to like doing an nfl podcast with, <laughs> us, with some focus on the giants because with, with i don't know what, the else, what else are we supposed to talk about you guys want to talk about your your dashboard confessional lyrics you posted in your am profile in high school sure like, i don't know what other subjects are interesting <laughs> i mean My hopes are so high that your kiss might kill me I think, I mean, it can't, you can't possibly think that Mara's going to wait until December if it keeps going this way. You can't. It's impossible. Like, what is the point? Yeah, but wouldn't you be shocked if he didn't? Like, the guy is stodgy and old and or just out of touch. He doesn't, the only way he's going to do it is someone forces him to, like, capitulate, puts, like, a lot of pressure on him. I just don't, I don't know what the infatuation and the obsession is with hiring from within constantly. What, like, what? It's easy. It's easy. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Gettleman was still the GM next year. At this point, I, nothing will surprise me. Gettleman's the Rasputin of the Giants. He can't die. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, the New England Rasputin. <laughs> nah, he's probably missing a few of Rasputin's qualities. If uh, I mean, oh, like I've seen that being gun. smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean. Anything else to say tonight, guys? I, I don't know. I'm just like, I feel like we're all just down in the dumps as Giants fans, and I feel like, you know, anybody else who's been a Giants fan for as long as we are, or even not as long as we are, would be yeah. feeling a very similar way, you know? And and I, I kind of, like, want to give props to the people out there that are still holding out hope and, you know, 
arguing with Ian on Twitter about how he's wrong and stuff. You know, good for you guys. I, I wonder what medication you're on. And if so, just, uh, you know, send it to me, please. <laughs> yeah. I, I say uh, if you guys have any thoughts, if you have any particular uh uh, articles of history you want to talk about if you want to get into Rasputin next week if you have another team you'd like to talk about um, you know there's some great TV coming out we could we can pivot to that I'm happy to talk about Foundation or um, you know the, the the start of Succession which was great I don't know if you caught season episode one but uh, the best t- show on TV yeah um, we're open to anything so uh, well, you know I think be I, a pop culture grab bag I might do Calls a Bill uh, Simmons. I might do a a a, a a thesis on um, Ken Burns's Civil War that came out about 25 years ago. I think that uh, that yeah. might be what we transition into. South bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And with that, <laughs> with that, we'll leave you guys tonight. Um, please remember to follow the Pigskin Podcast Network at Pigskin Podnet on Twitter, as we are now part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. Woohoo! Also. Follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And that's all we got today. And, you know, I wish I wish forever because I, ha- I have nothing left inside me. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. It'll, it'll, it'll turn around sometime after we die. Positive attitude. There you go. Good night. Good night. Bye.